Tonight, we talk about a movie that's set during a global apocalypse. <laughs> Luckily, that will never happen. Welcome to the New World Podcast, where we talk about all the movies released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. Hi! And Erica. Hi! Um, Tonight's going to be a little bit different, just like our daily lives are a little bit different because of the coronavirus. We were going to talk about a different movie, but instead... And we're, we're talking about it. We just want to let everybody know that we are talking about this from the safety of our own homes. For the first time, we are not in the garage recording together. Tonight, we're, uh, Eric and I are in our house. Mark is in his house. We are safely distanced, socially distanced from one another. So we can talk about Striker. This is tomorrow. The day after the end. A world once destroyed, now reborn. Without rules. Without justice. Without water. Only the strongest survive. This is a land he calls home. They call him Stryker. So yeah, Stryker. So uh, what do you think Stryker's day job is? Just, you know, running around the wasteland, man. It's taking care of stuff. So Stryker is oh, a I guy. Thought he was like, I thought he was like a Google Maps car. <laughs> like he was just driving around taking Google Maps snapshots of everything. Right. And he's like, oh, shit, a crime. Uh, yeah. A woman is being assaulted. Uh-oh. Time to go to my second job because you can't just survive on a Google Maps picture taker alone. Yeah, you have to have I, a couple jobs to make ends yeah. meet. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing. Because we're in an apocalypse where there's no more water, you would think one of his jobs is driving because gas is not a problem. Nope. Gasoline is in no. full supply. So Drilling for oil, refining oil into making it into gas, not a problem. Yeah. So water, I mean, it, for people that are problem. have not seen Striker, which I think. Wait, is, hold on. Let's just jump to the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen Striker. Let me spoil it for you. Striker, if you've not seen it, we should we should say straight up, uh, Kino Lorber put out a disc of it. It's worth checking out and, and watching it. Otherwise, I don't know how you watch it. It may be on the internet in some way, shape, or form. I don't want to encourage that, but um, if you don't want to spend the money on the DVD or the Blu-ray, that's one way to watch it. But Striker is one of many ripoffs of um, The Road Warrior which came out a couple years beforehand. This is in 1983 that the movie came out. There's another movie that came out in 1983 called The New Barbarians or Warriors of the Wastelands, which was made by and made in Italy. This one was made in the Philippines by Serial uh, Santiago, uh, who has directed a whole lot of New World movies. We're going to be talking about Serial quite a bit because he did TNT Jackson, 
CoverGirl models. Also, he's produced almost all of the movies they shot in the Philippines, including The Big Dollhouse, which is one of our previous episodes. If you haven't listened to that one, listen to that now. Pause this one. Listen to that one. Listen. Come back. I didn't know we were going off the dome so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Hot off the dome. Yeah. I have to say, I give this Just for context, I want people to understand. So when we talk about Stryker's day job, you know, like... Why, why we're in this sort of wasteland area and what he's doing. What he is doing, I don't know. But what he does in the beginning is he finds a lady. Because this is a classic tale, this movie. Of a roadside service guy who <laughs> typically fixes people's flat tires on the freeway. But this time, he finds a woman in distress. And the whole world flips upside down for Stryker. I I wrote that, you know, this is a classic story of boy meets girl, girl steals boy's car because she's not sure of his intentions, and boy follows her because she knows where the water is. That old <laughs> classic story. That old classic tale. You're also missing boy meets girl. Well, hold on. Boy I left a lot and... out. <laughs> I left a lot out. Boy and silent... 15 lines of dialogue. It sure does go a lot of places. Boy Honestly, and mute sidekick. Run into woman. A lot out. Yeah, I mean, that's a summary. That's certainly the summary. There's a bunch of other stuff that happens. Is there, though? Starring Steve Sander as Stryker, who everyone will recognize from I don't know. Yeah. You know, okay. It is pretty rare at this stage in my life that I watch a movie where I don't recognize anyone yeah. from another movie. Even if yeah. I'm like, I saw that person that I can't place them. This movie, nobody. I don't recognize a single yeah. person. In Including movie. Steve Sandor. I don't even recognize him from scene to scene because he, he goes through various stages of perm in this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like the perm was strong in the beginning. But as the production went on, it got a little loose. The perm just sort of got loose. <laughs> he did not have the budget to reperm that hair, so it it uh, so it's hard to recognize him. When I was watching it, I felt like we were watching this like the understudies or the stunt doubles, and then they were just like, "It's good enough. We don't need to call in Dolph Lundgren. We're good. We'll just keep Steve Sanderson or whoever right. the fuck this guy is. Right. We're fine. We're right. fine. Just." Roll credits or however we make movies. Where's Team know. A? Where's Team A? <laughs> They're at a bar in uh, in town. We can't get... I, We've already shot this whole scene with Team B. Let's just keep going. Which talking about in town, I got to give this movie one piece of credit. I didn't realize the Philippines had deserts until I watched this Agreed. movie. Agreed. Yeah. I was like, where was the shot? And I kept looking up the Philippines. I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's like a volcano there, apparently. So apparently, they're in a uh, they they shot in a lot of the area where there's a lot of volcanic rocks and stuff. So that was off the well, dome, I mean, folks. Off the dome. Well, straight I up listened the to dome. the director's commentary, and by director's commentary, I mean a different director altogether from this movie. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, okay. Sergio uh, Santiago has uh, has departed from the mortal plane. But before before we jump into the movie, can we talk about Santiago was in The Departed? Santiago. Yes, he was in The Departed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was one of Jack Nicholson's main guys. You did not know it yet. It's been a while. Was that a new world? We should talk about that one. Nope. 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 Not a new world. Sorry. I hate to tell you. Can we talk about the director's commentary for a little bit? 
Uh, you want? Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah, we're, we're, I know we're here to talk about the movie. Yeah, but, we will. Uh, t- yeah, we'll talk about the movie. I mean, for those <laughs> that that haven't seen it, which I imagine is everyone, because <laughs> you and I, we had never. None of the three of us had seen it before then, or heard of it. Um, but we no. picked it because of the current situation in the world. We thought, what better than to 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 watch this? And of course. This isn't going to be the only one we watch that's an, a Mad Max ripoff in this podcast. We're also going to be watching Battle Truck. There's also going to be Death Sport. There's going to be well, actually, Death Sport. I'm not sure if that if that predates the Mad Max movies, but uh, Battle Truck would did uh, follow Road Warrior, so that's certainly one of them. Uh, so this is not the first time we're going to go down this apocalyptic road uh, action movie road. So uh, the the Kino Lorber Blu-ray yeah. has a director's commentary. It does. And it's two gentlemen who I don't know who they are. And then Jim Wernarski, who did... One of them Sorcerer is a director. Lists. And the, I don't know why, who they were. They never mentioned who they are. They mentioned their names very early on, but they don't mention who they are in relation to the movie or even Kino Lorber. Uh, and then they bring in Jim Wynorski, as you were saying. Right. And I think it's worth pointing out... Most people will say, did you listen to the director's commentary of any kind of movie? But in this case, it's really unique because by all accounts, the other two dudes had no clue that Jim Wernarski did not work on this movie until they were 10 to 15 minutes into the director's commentary. Because they're literally asking him, so were you working on this scene? He's like, nope, I did not work on this movie at all, which... Quickly, you realize it's three people who didn't work on this movie at all talking about this movie, <laughs> which not only, is not only not that director's commentary. That's basically us right now, right, right. And not only that, they didn't go. Oh, let's start over. <laughs> no, talk about no. because you know we we didn't we had this under false pretenses. Like then they're like, no, just keep it going. Like they 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 had they had one take for this director's commentary, yeah. and that, that's what you were gonna get. So much so that Jim Wernarski is Wernarski, Wernarski, I'm not sure. I'm probably yep. murdering yep. his name. Uh, he's eating through the yep. entire. There's, he's crunching. You can hear him like going. Yeah. He's clearly. Uh, just I am. Um, yeah. I remember talking with people and um, <laughs> I'm not sure where the scene was shot, but you know, yep. it is not, they're not even trying to hide it. No, nope. he is, he's got like a bowl of nuts and he's yeah. going for it. So we have, a, we're going to talk about him and other, and of course we're going to talk about him because he wrote Sorceress and we're going to talk about right. some other movies that he did for, but and he started working for Roger Corman. So that's how he kind of got involved in this. And, and he, he did started, the remake to this movie. Yes. There's a fucking remake to this movie. Well, later, Roger Corman, because he owns the rights to his movies, though this one, I would say, I think he only partially financed because it is New World, but they just did the American release. Um, so the <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark has. Yes. <laughs> Mark has. Yes. We have sound effects, guys. We have sound effects now. So be ready for that. Just be ready. This is a whole new this a whole new world. Look, for they this said COVID nineteen new- would change things, and it has. <laughs> yeah. It's changed our podcast. Um, yeah, they were gonna remake he was gonna remake his old movie. So he actually asked Sirio Santiago to remake Striker. And mm-hmm. then he shot for like 
as they say in the commentary for like four days or five days. And then he started feeling not well. So Jim Wynerski came over and shot the rest of the movie for him. And that movie you can't get because that was going to be my research corner was to watch that one. But you, it's not available. Uh, it it, it uh, had Michael Madsen. It was called Water Wars and it has another name. Road Raiders, I believe. Oh, man. That's what we challenge you with, listeners. Yeah. Find, Find that. it. Find that. Find Send it. it to me. Let's watch it together. Let's watch it. Let's or talk about apart. it. Or we'll do it. We'll Skype while we But he says it. in the director's commentary that it'll never come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's happy to have it not come out. But he remade the movie. So yeah. that's how he's the expert. And he worked with Serio on like a bunch of different stuff. He did come out and 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 say action for one scene in this movie. And it was the first time he'd ever called action. So he had not started directing. Um, but I don't know. You would think that maybe they would mention what scene that was since the director's commentary, but they don't. So, it was too easy getting into that uh, craft easy. services table, just going after it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Stryker. Um, well, I think that we should. I think that we should talk about. Let's talk about something else. We were talking about the Departed. Let's talk about that. So, given the the circumstances that we're in the world, I think it's important to point out some. According to Stryker, there are some very important materials that will last through an apocalypse. Ooh, one of them being, of course, guns. Guns, no matter what happens with coronavirus or COVID nineteen, guns are going to be available. Yeah. Does Mark uh, old... know that coronavirus and COVID nineteen are the same thing? Nope. No, nope. He doesn't. no, he doesn't. Surprise! Huh? Don't Wait, what? Ruin huh? that. Don't ruin that. He thinks they're <laughs> two separate things. Shit. He's fighting two separate battles. Huh? <laughs> what? Uh, the, so, key, uh, the key to surviving once that apocalypse happens, even if you have guns, is to make sure that you never miss a single time. <laughs> because that is what Stryker does. He hits every single... He doesn't waste a single bullet. Come in to rescue Delia. Would they pronounce it six different ways in the movie? Yeah. Delia, Talia, whatever. So they are in... They're going into this cave where Cardus and Cardus and his men are um, having their ways with Delia. Yes. Uh, and we they, should say Cardus is the bad guy. Bit A bit of confusion okay. in the movie on who, what the bad guys' names are. They do have kind of singular names, but I was very confused. Well, but. besides the fact that there's no talking and they never say the names until later on in the movie. Well, also, there's a moment where Stryker and his partner, whose name is what? Band, Bandit? Is Bandit. Joe. His, his meat <clears throat> partner, who <clears throat> says nothing. His partner, but I, <clears throat> that's the thing. In the opening scene, they try to save the woman who uh, is getting attacked. Delia. Del, Del, yeah. Della. Del, Delha? Del, Delia? Delia. Deli me. Played by Andrea Andrea Savia, <laughs> who actually was married me. to Tony Curtis for a while. Um, and this is one of her only <laughs> movies. Uh, so they come in. They have machine guns ready. They don't shoot a single bullet. Nope. They they instead resort to fist fighting mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. time that they're in the cave. Yeah. And I you thought to save why, Yeah, why don't you start shooting all the people? Arguably, if you started shooting at the very beginning of the cave, 
the other guys on top of Delia would have got up and been like, oh shit, what's going on? Let's go figure it out. Instead, they don't. And I thought, why wouldn't you shoot in the cave? Well, it's... here's my theory. Here's my theory. Oh, okay. Oh. Did you crunch the numbers on this? Oh, oh man. Did you crunch? I, I had a thought. I had a couple ah! Here we go. Here we go. Stryker and his team are not great shots. This is evidenced by the rest of the movie because they do a spray and pray shooting strategy. It's just shoot up against the mountain, hope you get Ooh. people. They're not aiming for anything specifically. So I think they were feeling very insecure about their shooting capabilities and thought, listen, we're going into a cave, presumably a lot of limestone, something that could ricochet, potentially hurt ourselves. So let's go ahead and just use the guns as a show of force, but we're not going to shoot. Also, guns shoot at roughly 170 decibels. That's enough to make a person go deaf. Now, you're, <laughs> now, now, when you're in a cave, that's going to be louder and it's going to echo. In fact, scientists have been using gunshots to measure the size of caves by shooting four to five shots about every five second intervals and then measuring the depth of the sound and the frequency of the echo to know whether a cave narrows or opens. They were worried about their eardrums. Hence, they didn't use the bullets. Wow. Thoughts. Holy wow. horseshit. Wow. <laughs> that was a ton of nonsense. You really, <laughs> you really crunched the numbers on yeah. caves. This feels like a, a, a like a marriage of Mark crunches the numbers and Mark's tactical notes. Yeah, and Bro Dome. <laughs> but also, moly. wouldn't you think though, Mark, that they maybe didn't fire shots at the beginning just in case at the end of the cave where they were, you know, having their way with Delia that they just didn't want to give away that they were in the cave because then maybe they could have turned around. Granted, um, they can't seem to hit anything. So That's a theory. That is a theory. Yeah. I would say potentially another theory to throw out there because I did think like, okay, you're, maybe they don't care about their eardrums. The other theory that's possible is that they were shooting in a World War II bunker in Corregidor in the Philippines and couldn't afford to shoot in the in the caves? There's that's po that's a small possibility. Small, small possibility. possibility. Wow. I go with in the bottom. My first the theory bottom. first. First I'm gonna be honest first. with you. I thought about that scene zero times after witnessing <laughs> it with my eyes. So I applaud your in-depth analysis. It happened, and I immediately forgot about it. So While we are at this scene, though. I should add that this scene does add our very first titty, titty count. Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or titty tally. Or titty tally. I'm, I wasn't going to let you decide which one you. Uh, I feel tested like, them both out still. Yeah. I feel like titty count's really taken off. Yeah. <laughs> titty tally is much harder to say. Yeah. But, but that this, is uh, the one. It's our first and only. And only. Yeah. Which is odd when you do actually have a former playmate in the cast. Because uh, one of the actresses is Monique Saint-Pierre as Cerise. She's one of the ladies that comes in later that's wearing football pads. <laughs> and and uh, Also something that survived in the apocalypse, everyone. Right. Right. No matter what happens, buy football, football pads. pads now, and you will thank us when the apocalypse is here because those things never, never break. They're also, solid. Forget everything you know about undergarments, 
because it's leather from this point out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. forget about your cotton underwear. It will not last. It's going to need to be leather. <laughs> and if you live in town, get your purple out. Yes. Because everybody wears yes. purple. Yes. In town. Not everywhere in else. In town. Mm-hmm. That's where city the- wear is purple. Purple. We wear purple. Outer in suburbs is, is leather. Leather we don't wear whatever it is that's lying around that we can grab because it's an apocalypse. We wear coordinated coloring because that way you know we're townspeople. Yeah. Leather uh, also lasted through the apocalypse. Also, surprisingly, crossbows. So. <laughs> Thank God. I have so many crossbows. <laughs> if you have one, you're good. To back up just a bit, before they even try to save Delia, they have to come up with a plan, which... They don't actually talk about because they never talk about anything because this movie has almost zero dialogue to it. It's Which is three... one of its pros. I know yes. I'm not yes. jumping ahead to what I loved, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I hated, but I will jump ahead to what I loved, what I hated, what I loved. <laughs> Minimal dialogue. <laughs> yes. Gorgeous. Because as soon as they do talk, you go, oh, I see why they weren't talking very much. This is not the best dialogue. <laughs> but their plan is to break in is to just crash a water truck and just set yeah. off chaos. That's their way oh. to get in. Love it. That's what they also, do. Also, for not having any water, they're kind of sloppy yes! with water. <laughs> at, one yeah. point, at one point, Stryker is pouring water into the canteen of one of the Jawas, which we got to talk about the fact that oh, they yes. obviously oh. had Jawas in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just going just just canteen to canteen of water spilling. I'm thinking, you have no water. This You should right. have a funnel. Real careful. Also... Earlier than that, when they first run into Delia and they try shooting those guys, they shoot the bags of water that are hanging from the branches, which I'm like, guys, (laughs) you need that. Like, that's kind of critical. Like, there's almost none. So I wouldn't shoot those bags. I'd be real careful. But I thought he shot him because he was like, what could be in here? Oh, fuck. Water. Oh, oh, water. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Water. Oh, fuck. Even Stryker makes mistakes. So even with uh, the lack oh, hey, of dialogue, uh, just uh, Stryker's uh, cohort, his buddy, his sidekick, Bandit, is Bandit. Bronco. Who what says his name? His nothing. Name is Bandit. He Bandit. says nothing in the entire movie. Hardly nothing. anything. Other nothing. than we share water, and then he falls in love with a girl, but they don't say oh. anything. Hardly anything at all. Nothing. The way, they say William, nothing. William Ostrander is playing Bandit, who was the school bully in Christine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ben. This I'm I'm really digging these these. This is literally like we're a bunch of kids that just got a keyboard and we're just playing. <laughs> and we're just playing with the sounds. We're just doing playing with the demos. Just like yeah, check it yeah. out. So, what do you think Bandit's relation or relationship is with Striker? I don't know, because that's the thing. I didn't know if they both happened upon Delia at the same time when she was being attacked by those guys or if they were working together. I could not figure You couldn't tell. Yeah, out. were they... Because they kind of looked at each other like, do you see what I'm seeing? Yeah. I see what you're seeing. I but felt like they... Bandit, um, it was his first day on the job. Yeah. You know, as a as a Google Maps photographer. So he was uh. kind of like, oh, Striker, do we photograph this or do we help? You know, he's a new hire, so he's mm. not sure how how much he should step in or help. Yeah, he probably didn't listen to some of the introductory Google video Correct. videos. Well, 
But Google wants to map out this apocalypse. What roads exist? We really want to know. Yeah. They're really just driving around and climbing up the same mountain over and over and over again. Yeah. Like and you know what's great about that, Mark, is that Sirio actually dives back into this well. Unfortunately, not for New World. But he dives back into the well of this style of, of uh, Mad Max ripoff for a movie called, I'm trying to remember the title of it, and give me a second, I'm looking for it, Wheels of Fire, it's 1985. And and I watched the trailer, and it, it's the same roads. Oh. It's the same, it's unbelievable how much it looks the same. They keep shooting the same, they climb up the same mountain, they go down the same mountain, they fight up the same mountain, they fight down the same mountain. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Also, if you watch some of the scenes where they are... Um, running down the mountain so it's like a craggy rock and yeah. they go down this mountain there are a couple times that the actors almost fully biff it and would have gone rolling down that mountain and they just barely catch themselves yeah, exactly <laughs> and, and you're thinking the directors were just hey go as fast as you can we there's, just there's just a scene where down. Like, i saw like i can't remember the exact scene but there's a scene where like a guy is running and he drops his gun and he literally turns back to look at his gun is like I got to keep running. <laughs> he keeps running. And well, the, just... the woman that was the Playboy Playmate that you pointed out, she's running. She turns and she falls on her butt. And the look on her face is like, oh, shit, no, no. And the, but she still gets up and moves. I'm like, they, they were, this was a one-shot movie. Yeah, like, yeah. We've got they, it framed. They, they we're going to do it. One shot, take, we're done. Maybe. If you're lucky, you get a second take. Uh, Erica's marveling because I'm showing her – pictures from imdb of wheels of fire and it does look like the exact same movie just with different it is the same movie it's unbelievable it really is unbelievable i would again i would have watched that one for ryan's research corner but i didn't get a chance that one was put out wheels of fire by concord which is the company that um sound effect boo (laughs) the roger yeah yeah. nice roger corman started that after he sold new world what yeah Hold on. Yep. You don't get to just sell New World and yeah. walk away yeah, and start Concord. We are, what, 10, 9, 10 episodes into this podcast. Erica's just realizing <laughs> that the company switches ownership at some point. Right at the, at the point of Children of the Corn, that is when it's not Roger Corman. It's some, he, has sold, he sold New World at that point. Why would he do that to us? <laughs> well... We, they were still New World Pictures. We've still been watching movies from that era. We watched Children of the Corn. We watched... Uh, there's there's uh, 18 again. We, th- some of those are from the post-Corman era. Er- Erica's just... Some. Just figuring, some are. She's just figuring this I out. I feel so cheated and wronged. So let's get back to... Uh, there is a whole gang Wait. of Jawas that he just comes across. Oh, and man. become vital because they save him uh, at some point. Um, they 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 they're sort of his soldiers, I guess, in a way. I, they're I guess. not explained in any way. Not at all. Or, like, where are they coming from? Why are they there? That are clearly they don't talk. Jawas. They were well, they talking like a gibberish. You like Jawas? Like a little water, and they're like, "Yeah, well, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me." They like talking. Wait, about, hold on. What? Uh, I want to record that. It's, it was recorded. I hope is. Are we not recording? <laughs> Wait a minute. We need to go back. We we need to start recording. 
Oh, sorry. Are we, are we, did we start? All of this. <laughs> Erica's did been we... typing this all up like a court stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, can you go back to what? Uh, can you Cue go... the typing sound effect? All right. Hey, welcome to the New World Podcast. We're starting over. Um, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, and they have the little robes on, which either could be Jawas or taken uh, right out of Phantasm. But either way, oh, yeah. they're just they're the they're it's a lot of nodding to other movies right there. Yeah, yeah, because this is eighty three. It could have been influenced by Phantasm, but I feel like a little bit more probably Star Wars for some odd reason. And that's kind of well, this is not Jim Wynerski's movie, but he has a little person also. Or at least a shorter dwarf character in Sorceress. So it's sort of like, is this? Yeah, I, it's not his movie, but it feels mm. almost like a motif. But well, not to go into Sorceress, but it wasn't just a little per- that that was a that was a goat man yes, combo, correct? Who correct. did a lot of who didn't speak in gibberish, simply goat sounds. Yep, that wow. was. Eventually, we will talk about that movie. Yes, but because that's that is a that's a yeah. real gem. Sorceress is a real gem. And un, an, uh, yeah, if you've not watched Sorceress, you need to get on that too. And Striker. Um, so, uh, so the, the the plot of this movie is that uh, this woman Delia, she's been captured. Uh, she knows where this water is. I mean, we're thirty seven minutes into this podcast, and we're just getting to this. Uh, so she she is a part of this group. That knows about this water, unbeknownst to Stryker, uh, wh- the, one of the people that knows about this is his long lost brother Trun. Yeah, Trun. Uh, who obviously was from another marriage because he's yeah. like twenty years older than yeah. Stryker. This is like a half brother, right? You got the shitty name Stryker and Trun. <laughs> Trun, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which Trun is played not- by uh, Ken Metcalf. Who- Don't know him. Was that? Don't don't know don't him. Know don't him. know him. Well, at we will all. get don't to know, know him, him because he is in a ton of New World movies we have yet to watch, and he is in almost all of the movies that Serio directed. So he is like his okay. main go-to guy. He's sort of an, a bald, uh, gray-haired guy. When we first see him, he's buried. He's the Eric Roberts of New World. He. <laughs> 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 that is totally apt and very on the nose. Oh, when we first oh, see perfect. him, he is uh, buried up to his head in the sand. Later on, the little Jawa creatures they try to they go to save him, and they quickly uh, dig him out to the point that when he gets they dig him out, there's no longer a hole anymore. <laughs> But hold on, you missed the fact that with before they go to save him, he's buried in a hole, and this guy urinates on his face. Yes, Aww. which I know we're a little early for things we love, things we hated. But <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> I loved it because he he is getting a straight up stream, and they do a long shot where he just keeps turning his head trying to avoid it. I. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was it, it was really one of the few parts of the movies that worked for me. Oh, oh few. Oof. Ooh. Early like things gonna, we hated. We're going to have a lot of things we hated. The thing that confused me, though, about Troon is that when they get to, when, when Stryker and Bandit get to the human camp, they kind of say, uh, somebody tells Bandit, 
oh yeah, Trun is his brother, and they play this music sting like day. And I was like, oh, <laughs> is his brother the bad guy? Oh, that's cool. That'll be great. No, his brother is just another good dude who then we find is buried up, is getting peed on as he's buried in sand. <laughs> but I was like, why that music sting that made it sound so ominous mm-hmm. that that was his brother? It's actually a very good thing that that's his brother because they end up trying to save the wasteland. So it's like, it doesn't, I don't know why it was like a, oh, oh shit, he's that dude's brother? Oh, fuck. Like, it's actually not a revelation. It's not that big of a deal. Because they know that a brother... Ding! Ding! (laughs) Hopefully one of us doesn't smell like urine. (laughs) I've been pissing in Mark's face for a long time. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. Well, I was younger, so I probably peed in your face a few times as as a young guy. That Who doesn't knows? save that, it. That does not save it. <laughs> nope, not at all. But I also so face in his face as an older man. <laughs> doesn't save it. No? Wow. Nope. No? Oh. Nope. Oh, all right. Mm. Well, fucking. Mm. Um, so Stryker and Bandit finally make their way to the uh to the cave where the women uh where the the, the water aquifer is. Uh and what I love is so every time they cut back to the cave, they have the shot of Kind of like a cave with like some women like doing some things to the lower part. Then there's like a second level to it. And they always have to walk up to the second level in order to be able to, I don't know, go to one of the back rooms or whatever. But every shot, there's two women in the foreground just putting mud onto a vase. Just sitting there, oh my gosh, I putting mud that. on a vase. Oh my putting, God. Every time they come back, it's like, more mud on the vase. They're just the mud on the vase girls. I'm. What are you doing? It's a vase. <laughs> what are you going to accomplish well, you with that? You don't know anything about but, ceramics, Mark. Yeah. So, no. Clearly. Obviously, I know nothing yeah. about ceramics. You know nothing uh, about apocalyptic ceramics, Mark. <laughs> and you're going to need to because yeah. COVID-19. So Google sure. it. You know a whole lot about shooting guns in caves. Yeah. But you know diddly squat but about ceramics? ceramics. Your ceramics are in trouble. You need to yeah, well. spend some time in this social distancing era <laughs> studying ceramics. And the other thing, interesting thing is that they, the bad people could not find where the water is. Why not go to the one big mountain? Because the cavern <laughs> of where the water is is huge. I'm like, could they not find the mountain? Is the mount, Is there too many mountains? It doesn't look like... It looks pretty flat. So I imagine yeah. if you look for the one mountain... Maybe go in the mountain, see if there's anything inside. Because nah. there's a huge ma- reservoir of water. Well, the Google Maps only took a picture That's from true. the outside, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. were like, "Well, yeah. it's just." I don't know. And it's obviously off road. <laughs> yeah. Because the Google Maps is staying on the roads. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a mistake, Google. That's a mistake. That's a mistake that Bing, had they won the account, <laughs> would not have would have solved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they finally show the water. In the in the in the cave, am I alone, or did it look like the cover of Drama by Yes, like Ooh. with the, <laughs> the kind of like drawing up top with the water there? I mean, it a didn't have a cat in the foreground. Lots, yeah, or it could have been Tales from Topographic Oceans mixed with Drama, but it was I, a I'm very knowing erica what that looks like because she has no frame sorry. Of reference. i'm sorry i can't pull that from the dome mark i had to look that up i'm sorry i didn't have that available in my just 
dome images. Yeah. I'm just saying it was a very yes-like image. They could have used it for any album in well, the I early agree. 70s. Well, I agree, now have, having seen it. Yes. Uh, we, yes. And also <laughs> when they're in there, we're introduced to Brazil. Brazil, who is uh, the, I, I, don't, I don't really know Brazil? who he's related to, yes. but the guy that looks like Moses <laughs> is wearing the, the burgundy robe and the white sash uh, for, the, yes. for the whole movie. Who, is, who has been like, as soon as they show up, um delia apologizes to him for like bringing everybody to and telling about the water he's been keeping this shit a secret for seven years mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah. no i'm glad you did i'm like fuck you you're not glad she did that you've been keeping this shit a secret for seven years you are pissed yeah there is one i'm glad you did subtext was you will pay yeah <laughs> Well, there's one little tense moment where Troon, I think it is, and Brazil, they, they meet each other outside the cave. And Brazil is like, oh, I've been me- I've been looking forward to seeing you. And Troon says, well, it's been seven years, which shows that Brazil's been kind of hoarding That's what shit. I'm saying. And, and Troon's like, hey, dude. Oh! <laughs> oh, he said that. So you set that up so well. <laughs> You're having so much fun. Also, can kind of real quick side note about Troon? Didn't it sound like his voice was really badly dubbed by another person? His voice is kind of like this. Well, it's been seven years, but I'm glad we're here now at your cave. Like it just sounded like a really bad dub. It's hard hope- to tell. There's so many bad dubs. Yeah, I mean, there's a I lot of dubbing. I hope that's but- his real voice. I do too. And he's like, it's oh, a wife. crazy voice. Hello, wife. May I please see your boobies? Oh, those are nice boobies. Way to go, wife. You have excellent taste in boobies. <laughs> You're right. So, we wait, should get a divorce. I can't say anything that sounds genuine. <laughs> so wait, hold on, hold on. In that dialogue. Yes. <laughs> because she has great taste in boobies, yeah. she has good boobies. Uh-huh. If you have good taste, let me ask. She had a good not, taste not, to have good sized boobies. <laughs> So is the differentiator a bad taste? No, there it is. That's how it works. Maybe their taste is smaller than other ladies' right. taste. Right? No, they just have a select kind of taste when yeah. it comes to having like. Yeah, yeah they're not. They're smaller boobs. Come but on, guys. You know how this works. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're just trying to catch up. We're just trying to catch up. There's also like a spy within the works. A guy Ooh. who I wish I'm that so, was the sound effect that we had. I know. Oh, yeah. I wish it was. We do need that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, not cool. Yeah, boost by. He's real like quick to talk to Stryker in the very beginning, and then at some point, for I don't know what reason, again, there's very little dialogue in this movie, so we have no clue why. He suddenly runs to the bad guy, to Cardis, and goes, "I know where all the water is. Follow me." I'm like, yeah. What? What? Why? In IMDb or Wikipedia, it says that he like screws over uh, uh, Striker. But I, I, I watched this movie twice and it was like, I don't see where that. I don't understand what's happening. Well, like, he does I, I guess tell he him does? where the water is, and from there, Striker does get captured. And this, you let's go back into Mark's tactical corner here because uh, apparently, a couple guys from Cardus's group, the bad guy. Cardus is the bad guy. <laughs> Follow along, kids. What's and, hilarious and, is all the... I thought the whole time the bad guy's name was um, Trudeau or something. 
Truden? What did I tell you? I thought it was Trun. Trun. But I did. But I did not think it was Trun. I thought it was Truman. Oh, Truman. That's what I thought it was. Truman. So when I kept trying to talk to Ryan about it, and I was like Truman, and he was very confused. We were watching this movie and also some documentaries. Uh, so <laughs> we, were, we were we were watching also some some, some just doing some split doing some split screening. Yeah, just doing exactly. some split screen yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, we were putting up two. Yeah, one one on the computer, one on the TV. Just sort of like watching both. Um, As you so, do. So they have a couple of spies break into, uh, actually, I think it's not even a human camp or uh, Troon's camp. It, actually, this is Basil's camp. They break in to then put one of the largest nets possible on top of Stryker to, to whisk him away, which is like to sneak in anywhere with that big a net is tricky in and of itself. But also, if you are able to s- sneak in there, wouldn't you want to like bomb the hell out of it or do something better other than just capture a striker, drag him back to your tanks and then drag him behind your tanks as you go towards the camp. Like, you know where the camp is. So because this guy has told you, but you're it's like, okay, before we do anything, we got to grab striker, I guess. So he can't fight back. And then you'll also have an advantage. I don't, gets, I, it really gets, made no he sense. He gets, he gets, a, they throw that net on him and they pounce immediately. And unless Stryker is uh, not able to see more than three feet in front of him, he would have seen that five people are surrounding the area that he's stepping into. He didn't have his Google camera. Right. But we also don't, we don't know. He maybe didn't have his glasses. You know what I mean? We don't. Did Stryker ever him. have glasses? I don't know. He could be. What is it? He could be farsighted. So Hold he on. can't see so the- here. He can't see close up. He can see a distance away, which would be great in his situation. But close up, it's all like he needs his readers. But he doesn't- in your then in your plot, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the plot of this movie is a dude leaves his. Glasses, glasses at home before taking a day job at Google and ends up in some fucked up shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a great. I will watch the hell out of that movie. I think you have. <laughs> so the entire time he's like, I can't see what's going on. Yeah. Someone help me. Mm-hmm. So let's not, uh, not to skip to the end, but we do figure like, there's going to be a showdown between uh, Cardis and Stryker. Obviously, that's going to happen. But that's not the end. Because the end is, of course, Stryker is victorious. But then, as he is victorious, he hears the faint sounds of a baby crying. For what reason? I don't know. Whose baby? Is this Where, where did that baby, baby come from? Who's I don't know. Whose baby is this? And no one knows. He emerges from the cave holding this baby in a rainstorm and everyone's excited about the rain, but he's going, no, I found a baby. What? It's a rain baby. It is? It's like a rain stick. You just shake the baby and the rain falls. So some point in, uh, in the process, How- Howard R. Cohen, who wrote the screenplay, and also Leonard Herms, who wrote the story, they at some point were like, you know what we should really end it with is him finding a baby. <laughs> that, that is somehow their ending. 
It's like the it was like an apocalypse now, and they didn't know the ending right. until the exactly. end, and they're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, a baby, a baby, we'll have a baby, right. and then Delia runs up and she's excited about the baby. Like, who's baby? Why this baby? It doesn't. Are they going to raise the baby? I don't know that this brings in nothing but questions. It's so and not and not ten minutes before that, he's already told Delia like, ah, I'm a man of the road. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not interested you. in you. Yeah, I'm not probably because he left his glasses at home and has no right. idea who she I is. He was like, I, I gotta go. Honestly, I, I can't see whether or not you're attractive or not because I left my glasses I somewhere. I, I gotta look. I'm looking all over. That's his day job. I, finding his glasses. I hope. I I he hope salted. you have good. I hope you have good taste in boobs because I can't tell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's his, his day. <laughs> his day job is trying to find his readers so he can find out if anybody has good taste in boobs. <laughs> Log into Wikipedia. We got to change the plot on this one. <laughs> yeah. Let's help out. Let's help out. Uh, yeah, so he she, he leaves, leaving her. Then he finds a baby, and then she comes up and hugs him. Presumably, they're now mother-father to this baby I that was know. magically born. She's just nope. congratulating him on his find. She's like, you win! You found the prize! You found the cave baby! You win! <laughs> it was all about finding a cave baby! That was the point. That's the twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the twist of this movie. Oh, you thought okay. it was about the apocalypse? No, it's about fi- who can find the cave baby. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a Mardi Gras. Yeah, who can get the king cake? Whoever yeah. gets, whoever finds the baby, the cave baby. Whoever you finds win. the baby, the king cake wins. So she probably, if she could have, she would have just put a bunch of beads around Striker uh-huh. for finding the cave baby. Oh God! All right, now this makes more sense. All right, yeah. let's let's go to uh, things you love and things you hated. Erica. Things you loved. And things you hated. <laughs> um, I will say. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Uh. Well, we we have talked about it. Things we love. Not a lot of dialogue. That's a good thing. Um. The things I hated. Uh. Again, that music sting, where it looks like he's a bad guy. That makes zero sense. Something I love, though, I want to point out. There's one shot in this movie which I think is terrific. Which is all of like the little Jawa people, like deciding they 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 show up on the on this top of this hill, mm-hmm. and like they're gonna attack, and then they all just start sliding down the hill. It actually is one of the better shots in the whole movie, and I want to give. And I when they're give it first up. shadows, you just see them as shadows, yeah. then they go away. Mm-hmm. Shadows go away, and they all just sort of That's slide funny. down this hill. It's awesome. It's really cool. Though I wrote that down too. I loved like the shadows where you can see them coming up, yeah. and they're like, uh, like, oh, I was like, wow, good artistic shot there. Um, it tricks you early on into thinking it's going to be a really artistic, well shot movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cave Baby is how it ends. <laughs> because of course, this was about a cave baby. Um, Things I hated, you know, in the beginning of the director's commentary, uh, Jim Wynorski points out that they're watching an, a cruddy old D, uh, VHS and they're not seeing this brand new print. But the print is actually not amazing. And the reason why, I mean, it, you can only imagine what it looks like for them because the print of this, like, is as cleaned up as it can be. But it still looks like kind of a cruddy old movie. And the reason 
being for that is that Jim Wynorski says that in the Philippines, they weren't really set up for editing. So the right. prints themselves would sort of like basically get, they, they weren't good at preserving the print of it so they can make a really nice print of it. So there's dirt and everything on the initial print. So when you make a film at that time where you're, you're making it on film, you would make a master print. Uh, and then you could make prints from that, but they could never have a print where it didn't look like it there, where it didn't have dirt and kind of grime all over it because of the editing process in the Philippines. So I don't know if I sure hate... blame the Philippines. Yeah, right. Oh, of course. No. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, damn yeah, yeah. you Philippines for making this piece of shit movie look like a piece of shit. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I actually, I don't know if I love or hate, I might even say I kind of love it because it's, they clean that up as best as they can. And it still looks fucking grimy as hell. They should have fucking yeah. embraced that and thanked the Philippines and yeah. been like, look at this gritty, like apocalyptic movie instead of trying to point the finger. Yeah. Like Come a bunch on. of fucking pricks. You know what? When you point the finger at the Philippines, there's a couple other fingers. There's three fingers pointing back at you, Jim Wynorski. Take that. (laughs) Take that on behalf of the Philippines. Come on our podcast and defend yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, please, seriously. We would be happy to have you on our podcast. Uh, Erica, things you loved, things you hated. Things I loved were um, a lot of the same things. I also loved a couple of those same shots, the shadows, you know, coming back and forth. Sure, Um, take mine. Yeah, well, you know. Um, I loved the leather underpants mm. that Deli Meat wears because it just... <laughs> Why seemed- did we call her Deli Meat the whole time? Why? Why are we just now coming to find Oh, man, what a lost opportunity. Yeah, because I just think, what? How? I have a lot of questions about choosing leather <laughs> undergarments for the apocalyptic sandy world. This just... movie is going to leave you with a lot of questions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they should have put that on the poster. I just felt like, how can it breathe in that? Like, isn't it getting real steamy in there? Yeah. Gotta, I mean, gotta be. Fortunately, they're they're short shorts, so yeah. you're they're going to be somewhat breathable. I mean, she looks amazing in them. I just felt yes, like... for sure. Wow. Yeah. Um... Things I hated. Mm. That's a tough one. Not a lot. Not a lot. I didn't hate a lot of things. Ha- fan of Striker here, everybody. I was a bit of a fan. I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, I got to admit, kind of charmed by this is like a really lovely piece of garbage. <laughs> this yeah. movie, like it is by no means a good movie, but there's something about the earnestness of this, mm-hmm. like. Um, one thing in the director's commentary that, that Jim Wynorski says is that Serial would often like drag in this giant piece of like, just like this giant branch and stuff and just sort of stick it on the side of the frame and just try to give it this kind of unique look of this giant, you know, jagged. He would keep, if you watch the movie, it's like in there like 18 times. So he was trying, he really was trying to compose some decent shots and was trying to make things look like, look nice. Apparently, the Philippines were just <laughs> did them in with their terrible editing and uh, made it look cruddy. But uh, 
you know, like he was really trying. I think there's a lot of earnestness. I think this movie was not made to be a piece of crap. I think they were actually trying to make a, a, a good no, movie. No, I, I disagree. They were actually making a piece of crap. They <laughs> well, had, they were. We can talk, we can argue about the end result. I'm just saying. I think that they were attempting to make a decent movie. They were only going to give everybody one take, but they were just still. It felt like to me that feeling you get when you're like. Yeah, I'll have some pie. Yeah, yeah, I'll have another piece. Yeah, okay, I'll have a coffee. Oh, all right, I'll have an after-dinner drink. And you're like, come on. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh. Oh, my stomach. Oh, God, I got to take a dump. Oh, this is, why did I say two pieces of pie? This is a mistake. Yeah, it's like that, what have I done? But you felt good at the time. Like, while it was happening, it felt good. But the after effect, you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Mark, beat that analogy. Things you love. Things- I can't. Oh, man, that was <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, I mean, things I loved. I loved uh, uh, Bandit's love interest because uh, she, I, I don't know her name. I don't know what she was called. And she never says much. But we're Lawrence. at the end. Lawrence. <laughs> okay. In the end, she's she dies yeah. like the day after they finally hook up. Yeah. And they do a long shot on her. Like we're supposed to really care about this person who we hardly know. Yeah, who but barely said a word. If, if who indeed, barely anyone. said a word. Well, to be and fair, we're only. Ha- of course, she died because Bandit did not find the cave baby. Right. So he did right. not have fair. good luck. <laughs> right, so. and, and that's it. Literally, was maybe the one actual shot that connected from uh, Cardis and his gang. Was actually this mm-hmm. shot of Lawrence. This is the one person that she actually that yeah, and she actually does call him out. She goes bandit, which also was like Mark's tactical corner. Not a good in the middle of a firefight. No, don't never call out don't do that. Don't wave. do that. Never don't call do that. out and wave. Hey, bandit! Hey, I'm over hey, here. Hey, hey, I'm here. here. I'm right here. Yeah, no, but that's not good. You're here too. You're here too in this battle. How Plus, interesting. She, she only wore like one football pad on her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. She should have gone full pads. Like she could have survived like, if she went full pads. Ooh, ooh, one shoulder. Hot. That's exposing the other. <laughs> so uh, that's something I loved. Um, things I hated. Uh, <laughs> when Stryker finally meets up with uh, Cardis and they have the final scene where they're going to He's finally going to take revenge on obviously Cardis had killed his wife and yep. uh, you know in the 1940s. <laughs> in the night, so they go oh to God, fight each other. Talk about like the flashbacks. The flashbacks oh, no, are black oh. and white, so that's what I'm referencing. <laughs> yeah. They're so wonderful. An old so... time. They barely had just introduced sound. They were like two seconds away from Keystone Cops. Those flashbacks, right? <laughs> Which they carried over to the actual. Were the ladies final still reading. like doing the ceramics in the back? Were they still piling mud on a vase? Of course they were. During those flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what we do. We just put mud on the face. Oh, keep so, mud in that face, ha- everybody. So normally when you have a big scene where the two, uh, the arch nemesis and the hero meet up with each other and they're they're going to fight each other, it's going to be a big crescendo. And instead you just get... Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It was a kind of a weak ending fight. You're right. It went by quick. <laughs> There's no music. No. It's just yeah. two dudes... Wrestling on the that, ground, going. Fight again. 
That's the fight. Yeah. That is so the climax of the movie. Yeah. Is that. It's like a they thinking, live moment. There's no score. There's no nothing. And so it makes you look at the fight. And I honestly was like, I'm watching two dudes acting. It's the they live moment of this movie. They really have a, just a very, but with no score. Very None. quiet. None. Um, All right. Favorite scene? Favorite scene. Uh, I mean, for me, it has to be the baby because I was I was freaking out. I I watched most of this and then went back and started watching with director's commentary. I did not see the end. Then I stopped, rewatched the movie, then saw the end with the baby and lost my mind <laughs> because the baby <laughs> it just was like, what is happening? So, I mean, that's, to me, the best scene. It just is so out of left... A movie that throws a lot of odd curveballs at you. This that was the uh, that was the end. That was the chef's kiss of the movie. Was this little uh, in terms of uh, of uh, oddball curves? Was the baby in the cave? I think my favorite scenes were the flashbacks. I just they were so borderline comical. I could I couldn't like even though they were about. You know, yeah, sexual about, assault and yeah. yeah, killing his wife. But well, I guess they're a little less funny now. <laughs> well, I just don't Damn know if it, you're... Ryan, <laughs> suck all the joy out of my. I just don't know if you're giving Striker his due. I mean, this is a sad <laughs> tale. Mm. You know, mm. this is a uh, a difficult story. <laughs> they are really <laughs> these goofball <laughs> flashbacks. Mark, what was your favorite? Almost vaudevillian yeah. sexual Indeed. sexual assault. Indeed. George Burns would have been thrilled. <laughs> or he might have been in the background. I have to go back and watch again. Mark, your favorite? Uh, I I think my favorite scene is the uh, the sex scene between Bandit and the girl that oh, uh, yeah. we, I don't remember her name. Yeah, Lauren. Because yeah. she she lures him in. It's it's like uh, they just keep looking at each other. They're not talking. It's almost like no one does. Uh, no one will. Eighth or ninth grade dance. Yep. Where they just stare long enough and think, oh, I should follow this person. So they finally meet up, uh, and she she they kiss, and she seduces him by taking her quiver of arrows off her shoulder, and he's like, "Oh, I'm in." Then she takes that one half shoulder pad, football pads off her other shoulder. Yeah. Ooh, it's gonna get serious, oh, going and they and cut away. We're gone. <laughs> That's it. That is the sexy. <laughs> Use your and she's dead. She's dead 10 minutes later. We don't want to show any nudity <laughs> if it's like a positive moment between a man and woman in a mutually agreed nope. upon. No, we only want to show boobs during the rape scene. That's the only way right. we show boobs. Maybe they never actually had sex. Maybe that was it. She took the quiver of arrows off. She took off the shoulder pad. And he was like, whoa. And then like, they whoa. just. And she's like, good night. Yeah. Good night. Or they, they just, just read go. a book. I don't know. <laughs> Or they talked they about water. They go put their mud- separate ways. Maybe they just put mud in a vase all night. We don't know. Yeah, I'll put mud, I'll put my mud on your vase. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh! Well, everybody, that is Striker. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a movie. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, us talking about it. We certainly enjoyed watching it. Um. What? 
Oh, yes. We are going to have a good time here, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review us wherever you can rate and review us. We are all over the place in Apple Podcasts. Um, Spotify. Check us out on Spotify. We really got to plug that. Um, Audible. Are we on Audible? That's a good question. No, we're not on Audible. We are. We're not on Audible. No. Cut that part out. Yeah. Cut that part out. Start over. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple. Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Go find us. Rate, review us. Tell your friends. And we will see you next time on the New World Podcast.